Thank you for listening to Crossroads Community Church of Jefferson Hills. At Crossroads, our mission is to be the church by sharing and showing the love of Christ and inviting others to be recipients of Christ's love. Now, here is this week's message from Pastor Floyd Hughes. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to remind everyone of the uh, free Christmas buffet dinner uh, that everyone is welcome to partake of and uh, to enjoy at Wagner's Restaurant. Uh, it's tomorrow, Christmas Day, from noon to 4 p.m. So if you know of people in your circles of influence who don't have any place to go, if you know of coworkers or neighbors who don't have any place to go, or if you know of people that are like so wealthy but they're alone, uh, invite them as well. Go grab a friend, a neighbor, a coworker. Uh, take them down to Wagner's for dinner. Even if you have plans, take them early and then go do your plans like later on because there really is absolutely positively no reason that anyone should be alone or not have some type of Christmas meal or fellowship on Christmas Day, especially when it's being offered uh, free of charge. But getting back to our Christmas um, message, so... This is probably one of the most important days of the year to a lot of people, arguably the most important event in all of human history, the birth of Jesus Christ, because it, uh, it's God keeping his promise that he made to Abraham thousands of years ago, but it's also him keeping his promise that he made to humanity Um, And I shared last week the difficulty that we as pastors have because every week we, I mean, excuse me, every year we have to try to come up with what's a new and creative way that we can tell like this Christmas story. Uh, And then I shared that me and Mark, as we were talking about it and praying through it, we were like, we don't have to find a, a new creative way to tell the Christmas story. We just have to tell the Christmas story because it's an amazing story of God's love for humanity. So I want to share quickly uh, with you, over the last um, uh, few, however many years, humanity has been on this earth, there are 300 different, more than 300 actually, Old Testament prophecies that talk about the birth of Christ, talk about the coming of the Messiah, that talk about uh, the Messiah is a Hebrew word, and the Greek term for it is Christ. That's where we get Jesus Christ, right? So they talk about his birth. They talk about things he would do. They talk about miracles he would perform. They talk about what he would accomplish. They talk about how he would die. 300 some odd different prophecies throughout the Old Testament all fulfilled in one person, but over half of them are just fulfilled by his birth where he would be born, how he would be born, who he would be born to, all these things that would occur regarding the birth of Christ. And uh, his birth also revealed God's kingdom. Now, God's kingdom already existed, right? But most of humanity had no idea that they could be a part of God's kingdom, that they could be a part of God's family. Uh, And the birth of Christ also reconciled God to man because of our sins, because of the way we live our life, because of the things that we choose to do that may be outside of God's will. God's like, hey, well, I can't have that in my kingdom. And the penalty for those things is eternal separation from God. But through the birth of Christ, we're now reconciled to God. And the birth of Christ also provided a savior for all of humanity, not just another political figure, not a religious figure, but a savior, someone who could actually do something about the trials and struggles that we have here on earth. 
And because of how important the birth of Christ is, uh, the birth of Christ was celebrated by angels. We've talked about this over the last couple of weeks, right? Uh, it was celebrated and rejoiced by angels. And uh, just to share this verse again quickly, it says, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favors rest. And sometimes we take this for granted because in our minds we think there's an angel revealing this to the shepherds and then a bunch of other angels appeared. But that word where it says a great company, it's a Greek word that means plethora. How many people have used the word plethora like in the last 10 years? <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. Okay, the word plethora, you guys are awesome. <laughs> A word plethora literally means like an overabundance, an extreme number. So imagine if, um, okay, so imagine if Heather spilled her Pepsi on the table. It's almost half gone. We have no more carpet, so no one would cry. But uh, it's almost half gone. And she was like, can someone get me a paper towel? And so every person in the room, imagine if you bought her 25 rolls of paper towel to clean up like three ounces of Pepsi, something that one roll of bounty could do, we're told. But that would be like a plethora, an overabundance, an excessive number. So when we read this, where a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, imagine out in the fields, shepherds, an angel shows up, says, don't be afraid. And then next to the angel, the sky is filled with heavenly beings given praise and glory to God. That's the picture that this verse is supposed to make us think of. So uh, the birth of Christ, it was celebrated by the angels, but it was also shared by the shepherds. They went and told other people about the birth of Christ. They hurried off, they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, who was Jesus, who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. And when it says they spread the word what had been told them, they spread what the angel had told them that, hey, guess what? The Savior of humanity was born today. And I still, I'm a little jaded by this, so bear with me, still get people who message me and say, Christians aren't supposed to celebrate Christmas. And I'm like, but it was celebrated by the angels, and it wasn't like they snuck off. Right? Like, God is like, where'd all the angels go? He knew they were going to celebrate the birth of his son. It was shared by the shepherds because God obviously wanted other people to know. Mary couldn't, like, take a picture and post it on Instagram. So the shepherds had to go share it, right? And then it was our introduction to worship of Jesus. And this is important because the Bible said the only person that you're supposed to worship is God. <laughs> only person. Anything else is false worship or idol worship. Yet, God led the wise men that after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of King Herod, and we talked about this last week, Magi, which means wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who was born King of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose, and we have come to worship him. The star that they saw was one that God used to lead them to worship his son. So up until then, no one knew that whoever this person was born was going to be worthy of being worshipped. But God wanted all humanity to know, that's why it's in his word, that his son Jesus Christ deserves our worship and glory and honor. 
Now, uh, I'm going to ask Larry and Sharon to come up. If you guys come up, can you come up like around that side? And then I'm going to hand you guys this microphone. Yeah. And they're going to share a verse with you that talks more about how Jesus was the savior of humanity. And we don't understand it. Sometimes we take that for granted. Uh, but this was another verse that was prophesied long ago. You guys can take center stage and I'm going to step back. I'm reading uh, Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. For, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of the, his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice, righteousness, from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Amen. You guys can go down that way. Yeah, just yeah, go right down that way. A lot easier. So uh, let me give you a little bit of background on this. Um, the prophet Isaiah was talking to the nation of Israel and he was saying that God saw a lot of darkness, right? So if you jump back, because we like to read the Bible in context, in verse 2 it says the people, this is Isaiah telling uh, the nation of Israel, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. The darkness was the, the evil they were doing, the way they were living outside of God's will, all the harm they were doing to other people. And he said they've seen a great light. Those who dwell dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death Upon them has the light shined. And then, I, here's, here's what that light is going to be. I, and this is the amplified version, for to us. And some people say the us is just Israel, but the us is all humanity. A child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be on his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And that's a phrase normally attributed to the Holy Spirit. Mighty God, so whoever this child is, he was going to be God everlasting father of eternity, a term that was attributed to God the Father from an Israel standpoint, and prince of peace. So the peace and the government uh, aspect that he was talking about was only going to be made possible because of the birth of Christ. The darkness that kind of exists in our world that we even see more prevalent today is going to be made right by the light of Christ. And so God sent his son in order to provide that. Now, as, um, as Kevin and Bonnie come up, um, they're going to talk a little bit more and share about a verse that tells us that the birth also provided redemption from sin. All of our sins separated us from God. The same way we have you know, rules about what will and will not partake in our house, God has rules about what he cannot and can have in his house. And so uh, he provided a way through the birth of Christ for redemption from sin for all humanity. Hello, this is uh, Matthew 1, 18 to 25. Now this is the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to the public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. 
But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. <clears throat> the virgin will give, will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home to be as his wife, but had no union with her until she gave birth to his son, and he gave him the name Jesus. Thank you. Yeah, you guys can go right down there. So we had already talked about the fact that when it says uh, virgin, people complain that that's not the exact translation of the word, and it's not. It's actually a phrase that means um, a woman who had never engaged in the activities that result in uh, a child being born. But here's the other thing, and this is, this is important. It says, they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So the birth of Jesus Christ enabled a way for God to consistently and constantly be with humanity. Not just uh, with a certain people group, not just with people who, who um, are living in a certain area or, or of a certain religion, but to anyone who wants to be a part of God's kingdom. And he also uh, says this, because this is what Jesus tells us, um, his birth provided that, and he assures us of it at his death, where he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. And I, I want to share this last thing uh, before Gary and Karen come up, and, and that is that the birth of Jesus Christ, um, it allowed God to be with us. It allowed the redemption uh, by our Savior, and that's definitely worth celebrating. So as Gary and Karen come up, um, I asked them to read a verse that typically is not associated with Christmas. No one reads this, this verse and thinks of, oh yeah, this is all about the birth of Christ. But it gives a better explanation into why we celebrate Christmas. Because again, people all the time ask, why do we celebrate Christmas? Nowhere do you read in the Bible where God says go celebrate Christmas. But you do read this particular verse in the Bible. Okay, it's Esther chapter 9, uh, verse 20, 22. As Mordecai recorded these events and he sent letters to all the Jews throughout the province of King Exodus, near and far, to have them celebrate annuals to the 14th and 15th day of the month of Adar, as the time when the Jews got relief from their enemies and as the month when their sorrows was um, turned into joy and their morning into day and celebration. He wrote them 
to observe the days as days of feasting and of joy and giving presents and food to one another and gifts to the poor. Thank you, guys. Yeah, you guys can go straight down. Yeah, right down that way. Uh, so if you're not familiar, obviously not a Christmas verse. Nobody's read this on Christmas um, unless you were here last year, I think, when I did it. But other than that, not typically a Christmas verse. And if you're not familiar with the book of Esther, it's a book about where they talk about how there was this plan to wipe out an entire group of people, right? The genocide, an entire people group wiped out. But then they appealed to Queen Esther, who through her authority and God's providence enabled their lives to be saved. So when they determined that, hey, our lives are going to be saved, they were like, that's worth celebrating that we're not going to die, that we continue to live. And this is how they celebrated, and this is going to sound pretty familiar. Uh, they celebrated uh, as because their sorrow was turned into joy, their mourning into a day of celebration, and they observed the days with feasting, something we're, we're really familiar with, joy, giving presents of food, which is why I offer gift cards to Wagner's, but, and to one another and gifts to the poor. They determined that, hey, if we're, our lives are going to be saved, then that's worth celebrating. And we, you know, we celebrate Christmas because the birth of Jesus Christ provided a savior for all humanity. So as the band comes up, uh, I'm going to ask you guys to stand. Um, this is probably one of the most, uh, there's lots of things that we celebrate. We celebrate our birthdays. We celebrate our wedding anniversaries. Uh, we celebrate Steeler wins. There you go. Uh, we celebrate when the Ravens lose. We do that too. Uh, but we also celebrate the birth of Christ because it's when we acknowledge that, hey, it made possible for our lives to be saved and for God to, like, make a way for us to be a part of his kingdom forever. So I'm going to ask you guys to bow your heads. God, we're grateful for, again, the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, and all that it makes possible for us. Uh, we're grateful that um, without it, we would not be able to experience your love, so we're grateful that we do. We're grateful that we get to be redeemed from our sins that separated us from you. And we pray that this Christmas... Even though some people have had hardships, some people have difficulties, some people are still trying to overcome some of the challenges in their life, we pray that we would celebrate it with feasting and joy because of you making a way for us to be a part of your family through the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen. God, we thank you for the birth of your son. We thank you that we get to celebrate it. We thank you that through his birth, he made a way for us to be redeemed to you, to be a part of your family, and to experience your love, mercy, goodness, and grace. I pray that we are able to celebrate it despite the hardships and anguish we may be going through. I pray that we are able to share about the birth of Christ with those in our circle of influence. And I pray that we rejoice that we get to be a part of your family. 
And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed the message. If you did, please leave a comment on our webpage, crossroadsofjeffersonhills.com, or our Facebook page. You can also join our Sunday celebration every Sunday at 1037 a.m. We look forward to hearing from you online or in person. Thank you and God bless.